It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here is your host, Inside Towers business editor, John Celentano. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in today. The demand for broadband connectivity keeps growing. Certainly, we all have relied heavily on our internet service and wireless devices to keep us connected through this pandemic. With mobile data demand surging and 5G deployments by the carriers ramping up, the need for more qualified tower technicians to build new network infrastructure is greater than ever. Yet we keep hearing about a critical shortage of tower techs with thousands more actually needed. Nate, the Communications Infrastructure Contractors Associations, which represents a large number of the contractors that perform tower climbing and wireless infrastructure installations, recently conducted its 2020 workforce survey to find out where its members across the country stand on handling their field work, and importantly, the challenges these contractors face in hiring and sustaining field force levels needed to handle current and future workloads. Joining me today to talk about the survey findings and what these findings may mean for the wireless workforce going forward are Todd Schleckaway, Nate, President and CEO, and Dr. Gemma Frock, an educator who is serving as a consultant to Nate. Todd and Gemma, welcome to Tower Talks. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to, to join the podcast today. Todd, why don't you bring us up to speed on how Nate serves its member companies, uh, how many members you may have today, and, uh, and a little bit of rationale uh, for the survey. Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, you know, Nate is a household name in the industry, but uh, we're a trade association that's been around for 26 years now. And... Uh, you know, we have a diverse group of members with our core membership being the, the contractor firms that, that are tasked with the, the macro tower and the small cell and DAS deployments. Um, and so it's obviously a dynamic time in the industry right now. We currently have 965 member companies and we have members in all 50 states, including, uh, I believe, nine foreign countries. So. Uh, as a trade association, John, we've experienced growth in our membership as the industry's grown and evolved. And so it's something we're very proud of. That's awesome. I would, certainly, we've been associated with Nate for a long time. We have a, a great relationship and a great respect for, for what your members do for, for the industry. Uh, Jim, share with us a little of your background and expertise and, and some of the considerations that went into the design of the survey. Thank you, John. My uh, background is both uh, workforce and education and training, uh, starting with the public school system as a vocational technical instructor. And I concluded my career by working 20 some years in the two year comprehensive community technical college. And during that time, I had the privilege of working with uh, tower companies to develop a telecommunication program and started working for Nate as a workforce consultant uh, about a year ago. The, the crux of the survey was to collect meaningful and actionable data so that we could work with members as well as establishing community partners to help develop a, a series of programs throughout the country to support the workforce needs of the telecom industry. Terrific. I've had a chance to look over the survey. It's certainly quite comprehensive in terms of the coverage of the member companies, uh, both by employee size and geography. Uh, why don't you uh, share with us uh, 
um, uh, your, your take on the responses, were they what you expected uh, uh, or were there any surprises? Well, I'll start on that one, John. I can tell you that in my role as president and CEO of Nate, I have the privilege of having anecdotal conversations every week with members sure. from all over the country um, and in some cases all over the world. And, and I can tell you uh, the survey served as validation of what we all have been talking about for quite some time. And that is okay. the, the immense need that exists um, across the country for a, a future pipeline of workers that's just not there. And it, for me in my role and, and for Nate at large, it's going to really help because to this point, a lot of the workforce data and projections have been guesstimates. Um, and so we now under Nate's umbrella with our membership, we have data that's updated in real time <laughs> that we can leverage um, really to, to start executing on our workforce development strategic plan that Gemma wrote and leveraging this data in our outreach uh, to accomplish our goals. Well, good. Uh, that, that serves as a, a jump off point, I guess, going forward in terms of the types of programs you might offer. Um, certainly, I, I found that there were two key findings that I thought were significant. Uh, one is that employers, the types of difficulties they have in hiring qualified workers, um, whether it be a skill level, availability, geography, uh, and, and you can address those. And secondly, you know, what they have to do to retain that workforce, because there was a lot of reasons that uh, respondents gave as to why they left certain jobs uh, or, or companies. So, um, so maybe you could just address some of the reasons that were cited for, you know, in difficulty in, in attracting workers and, and keeping them. Uh, John, that was a very important information for us to collect. And you asked about were there surprises? Well, these questions weren't surprises as responses. However, they did give us insight into activities that Nate as an association may take to help increase awareness of the need for the industry. And if you recall, one of the responses indicated that the telecom companies rely heavily on word of mouth. If you're relying heavily on word of mouth mm -hmm. for your workforce, you're gonna be challenged because if your next door neighbors do not work in the industry, then you're really not, or your parents don't, you're not gonna have immediate knowledge of the industry and what a viable career pathway it can present to you. So the, the data really helped uh, fine tune. And as Nate continues working on the strategies, promotion and outreach are going to be key. Or one of the key outreaches will be to community and technical colleges, as well as career and technical centers to a help develop programs. But most importantly, as those youth are trying to determine where they're going to go to work, the telecom industry sector is very viable, very active. And as Todd likes to say, during a pandemic, you're almost pandemic proof because the telecom industry has grown tremendously during this period. Yes, it has. Uh, so you, you cited the uh, outreach to community colleges, technical centers. Are these part of a, a, a both a short and long-term plan to remedy the 
the um, the shortages and, and retaining these workers as well, right? Uh, absolutely, John. Uh, short term and long term, because as anyone recognizes, it takes a long time to create the, the swell of a workforce pool that is going to be needed to support this industry, both in the states as well as regionally and nationally. Uh, as you noted from the survey, there are quite a few workers in the industry, but the survey also identified the high need for workers as they move forward. Another piece of data indicated that these companies need the workers today to meet current business needs, but they also need workers tomorrow to compete for future business needs. Sure. Which is a tremendous pipeline to fill. The, the notion of uh, the point that was brought up regarding uh, uh, location and geography, and one of the points noted as far as leaving these types of jobs was the amount of travel involved. Um, are, are you seeing uh, over the long term the establishment of, of uh, training and education centers that would be more uh, serve more of a local market than what we have today? What, from my experiences in the community technical college systems or even the public school system, let's take a state like uh, South Dakota that is the headquarters for Nate. South Dakota has a program already established at Southeast Technical College, but mm -hmm. technical colleges generally serve a specific geographical region. They don't recruit students from across borders or outside their region. So that state is working on a second program um, uh, at Lake Area Technical College, which then could absolutely reach almost the entire state to recruit and mm -hmm. promote, but also to support another Nate member that is in that specific region of Lake Area Technical College. How Nate is engaged, we're engaged by collaborating and bringing the two presidents together to talk about strategies of how they could not only collaborate, but build core competency curriculum that could be leveraged not only in South Dakota, but in other states, uh, in the other states throughout the union. Would you say that this model uh, that you described is portable or uh, transferable to other states or? Or is it uh, John, that is our ultimate goal, the Workforce Development Committee. Now that the survey has been completed, our strategy involves developing a turnkey curriculum uh, to save uh, potential educational partners from the cost of developing that credential. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. most importantly, it sets a standard by which a company in South Dakota, if they hire someone from Georgia, and they have completed that program and earned their National Wireless Safety Alliance certification, they know uh, with confidence the skill sets that that individual is uh, both their knowledge as well as their practical application. So that's our next major initiative. The NWSA certification would be part of these training programs, would they? That should be the culminating event to demonstrate that the program learning outcomes have been met by that student and as a potential future employee. Absolutely, yeah. and, and those credentials obviously are portable across the industry. Well, that's the challenge. If a company pays for it, you know who owns that credential is that employee. <laughs> so when they leave, that company has lost that expense they paid. So yes, it's a portable credential, very much so. Okay, I got you. Well, we, we, you know, we see as, as wireless demand continues to pull through the need for qualified field technicians. And, and when I say qualified, you know, 
we, we in our context, we we understand that qualifications are more than just being able to climb towers and work safely at some above ground level. Uh, these tower techs really have to know a lot. You know, they have to know RF, uh, fiber, power, uh, how to assemble steel. Um, uh, plus, there are there are numerous uh, supervisory and management roles that uh, that are involved in this business. Um, so, what what sort of um, uh, actions can we take to make these jobs more attractive? That's a great question, John, and one that I would answer by saying, <clears throat> you know, Nate recognized that this is this is a long game we're playing here. You know, we'd all like to have a magic wand and solve this issue overnight, but our strategic plan is set up so that we can methodically accomplish, um, you know, certain objectives by year, and <clears throat> other organizations in the industry are also doing great work in the workforce space, so it really is an all-hands-on-deck proposition here that we're all trying to collectively solve. Um, <clears throat> You know, Nate um, has received the Department of Labor Susan Harwood training grant for going on six years now. And in 2021, we're offering a uh, 5G small cell deployment training course. So we're excited about that, John, because that speaks to the, you know, the evolving skill sets that these technicians need to use. It's, it's much more than just your conventional fall protection and rescue training you would get on a macro tower. And it's very technical work. And that is a good segue to talking about the how, you know, we believe this is a career pathway. And mm -hmm. so, you know, these aren't jobs, this is a career. You know, you could enter the industry as a tower tech, but as our survey data reflected, there are, you know, over 26 positions of need uh, documented mm -hmm. members alone, you know, ranging from tower tech one to, uh, <laughs> you know, project managers, foremen, all the way up the chain. And what we always say when we visit our friends in, in Congress and at government agencies is we like to say, you know, what other industry allows you to get promoted while working your way down? In our, in our, in our, in our case, down the tower. And so we believe that with, um, you know, whether it be the TIRAP apprenticeship program, that's got, that's got momentum in the industry, whether it be NWSA certification that's getting more um, support in the marketplace, that we have a great story to tell for a true career where there's opportunities for advancement. Uh, you could do very well financially in a very short time period in our industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're in an industry, as Gemma alluded to earlier, that is e essentially recession proof. I mean, we, we are not going away. Um, and so we're excited about that. And one other thing I wanted to mention, John, is <clears throat> regarding the data, Gemma talked about how we're going to use it to approach community college and technical institutes, but um, I'm equally as excited about using this data to um, visit with members of Congress and federal government agencies like mm -hmm. the Department of Labor, Department of Commerce, because we believe that this data can help us tell our story um, and that what we're advocating for in the, in the new Congress is going to be, if there is a broadband telecom infrastructure package, there should be a workforce development component to that package. John. And, you know, when you have updated, reliable, beta tested data like we have in this survey, 
directly from our members in the field, you know, we can tell, paint that picture for members of Congress and we can even drill it down to their state and region. And in some cases, their yep. we've all heard the saying, all politics is local. We have tangible data now through this survey that we can make the case. There's a workforce need in our industry, in your state. There are programs at the, you know, community college technical institute levels that may want to be starting, can you support us? And so mm -hmm. I'm very excited about how we can leverage the data from a um, legislative and regulatory advocacy perspective mm -hmm. as well, John. So just to be clear, we're, we're not waiting for this to happen. There are already activities and programs underway, but we want to amplify that. Is that right? right? That would be correct, John. And as Todd indicated, we don't have a set um, uh, educational and training module, uh, mo excuse me, model. The model would be dependent on what that local technical college and their employers in their region are most interested in. For instance, we have a program uh, that is in the beginning phases in North Carolina. That model is a major NATE employer member that mm -hmm. is working with a local technical college who is going to develop it as a pre-employment uh, apprenticeship model. The one in South Dakota was developed as a customized workforce training uh, program with a major member. But then we have another state uh, that is in Mississippi, for instance, that's looking to build a stackable certificate model that will culminate in an Associate of Applied Science degree. That will probably work best for their state. In other states are looking at programs as well. The program that I helped start was a stackable certificate model that, led, that started with a tower technician one. They could go work and continue their classes virtually to earn their tower technician two certificate. And the one thing about, as Todd indicated, that we need to remember is this is a career pathway but it's not just a pathway that applies to certificates and associate degree technicians. It is also a career field that needs those engineers that are trained with a bachelor's of science in engineer uh, electronics, uh, mechanical engineering, civil mm -hmm. engineering, because it is a construction industry sure. as well. But individuals that are going to school for a business or accounting, Telecom is an industry. They need accountants. They need business individuals, project planners, and so on. So I hope the data will present the telecommunication industry as a viable sector to anybody out there in grade school, middle school, high school, and beyond as a pathway that they could have a really meaningful, rewarding uh, job. That's terrific. Good. Um, well, good. This is this has been good. Uh, good discussion. Um, I'll give you an opportunity maybe to make some closing remarks before we we sign off. Uh, uh, Todd, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'd just like to thank Inside Towers, John, for for hosting this podcast. And any opportunity, uh, you know, we have to tell the industry's story on the workforce need is is a is a platform that we will take advantage of. And so, thank you for the, the platform, John. Uh, it, you know, we recognize that to move the needle on workforce, it, again, it's all hands on deck and we've got to spread this message outside our industry's bubble. And 
One project I want to mention in closing here is uh, Gemma mentioned how important promotion and outreach is in our workforce plan. And Nate is actually, uh, we've retained a, a media production company and we're working on a documentary feature film um, in 20, huh. that will be released hopefully late in 2021 that's going to tell the Tower Tech story um, in a in a in a, at a really high level manner, and what their job entails on and off the job, and it's going to get to know some featured technicians from around the country really well, and paint the the industry and the profession in a very positive manner um, on how this industry is, has helped these individuals flourish, and you know we're thinking big with the documentary. It's going to be filmed in specs that would meet a typical uh, streaming service platform like Netflix. So we'll see where it goes, but it, it's something that where Nate is putting our money where our mouth is. And we recognize that we need to do our part as a trade association representing 965 member employers to help um, develop this pipeline. So again, thank you, John, for having us. And we look forward to continued um, collaboration with Inside Towers. Well, we appreciate your your uh, participating with you, Todd. You know we continue to beat the drum for the industry and 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 uh, all the participants and players in the industry um, uh, for the for what it does and the significance it has in uh, in our in uh, our national economy. Uh, Jim, I'll give you the last word if you if you have any closing comments. Well, John, thank you. I don't think I can uh, improve on what Todd said. But if anyone is interested uh, in working with their local community uh, institution, please don't hesitate to reach out to Nate. Uh, they will ensure that I receive the email or the text uh, as well. And Todd and I are more than willing to engage with company owners as well as community and technical colleges that are interested in developing a telecom program. Excellent. Good. Todd, tell us how interested parties can contact Nate for more information on the survey results or on, on your member services. Yeah, uh, we encourage uh, members and industry stakeholders to reach out to Nate. Um, they can reach us, our office, by phone at 605-882-5865. Uh, they can email me directly at todd at natehome.com or the general Nate email address, nate at natehome.com. We also, John, have placed the, the workforce survey data on the website for, for individuals to access as well. So if they go to natehome.com, they will be able to find our workforce survey data there as well. But yeah, we are open for business and we encourage members and stakeholders to contact us if they think there's an opportunity for a program in their respective regions. Excellent. Todd, Gemma, we appreciate your participation here today. Thank you very much for a very informative session. And Todd, we'll, we'll look forward to the movie. <laughs> Nate, the movie. It'll, it'll be great. And thanks, everyone, for sitting in on, on this uh, Tower Talks episode today. Uh, please enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.